but I get it. It would work. It would work. It would work. Lord, we're we're about to get canceled. <laughs> Ten minutes into the podcast. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, listen, you know, I may run for office for some shit later on in life. I'm just gonna be quiet on this subject because what the hell? <laughs> yeah, what's good, what's up, what's up, what's up, This is KTSC Half Live episode. One twelve. back. There we go. I think I don't even have my mic. So you know that I'm a fiend. Shout out to Peaches. Um, I got a Chick Fil A to Peach Shake. Summer's officially here. They have this little, uh, little sweet tea or some sweet tea lemonade special joint. Some weird berry joint. Oh yeah, that was. It was the cup was too small, so I didn't buy. It. I didn't buy it a lot. It was super sweet though. But anywho, we have our host, uh, me, Ma- me Mountain Marcus. Uh, the illustrious Rev and the legendary is Tribbles Howard's finest. What's good, y'all? You don't have to go by that anymore. Once the meat is in you, it, the meat is in you. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I still feel like every now and again, like there's still just a little piece, little remnants that are coming out of me. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Shout out to Low Skin Chat. Appreciate y'all listening. Definitely check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your DSPs. And let's get it cracking. So I know last week we talked about the uh, controversial overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, That has still been kind of a hot button topic of discussion. And one of the things that I saw online or on social media, which you can, you know, argue if it's legitimate or not, was a bunch of white people asking to say, hey, we'll adopt your baby. And then it became memes of people just making jokes about said white folks talking about adopting your babies. So I was kind of curious, you know, did a little bit of legwork, got the research team together. And according to adoptionnetwork.com, there are currently 100,000 children waiting to be adopted. So it seems like the idea of adopting people's babies is nothing but lip service because there is 100,000 babies waiting to be adopted. But as we said last week, you're trying to force people to have these kids for seemingly selfish reasons, possibly racist reasons, if we're going to be frank. Um, and then you're going to have these babies come here with no food, no medical care, a piss poor education system, a piss poor environment. And yeah, depending on the, the skin color of those babies, they might be, uh, you know, actually shit across the board. They might be gunned down in schools because we don't care about stopping, you know, school shooters. The whole Uvalde story kind of went away kind of quick, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, that's uh, that's them, them the breaks. Shout out to the Supreme Court. Yeah, you know, I think what adoption, like I was thinking about it, <clears throat> the reason why so many kids like that are needing like, and I and I mean kids because infants and like like toddlers and babies actually get adopted at a decent rate, but like. You know, those middle school age kids or like high school age kids and things like that. Like the reason why there's so many of them inside of like, like where they're open to be adopted, in my opinion, is like you can't program them. Like I think a lot of people want infants, they want toddlers so they can program them with, you know, beliefs, whether good or bad, whether they align align with your beliefs or whatever. But it's like 
kids with with like their own like mind and their own thoughts like they're they're hard to deprogram like to deprogram and then like reprogram them essentially i just think that's where a lot of people just say fuck it like they'll be you know they'll be 18 soon enough so they can just go be an adult so i don't know i, I just really think a lot of people cop out with the parenting thing like kids are a like kid like elementary age middle school age children like they are a challenge and people are not, people really don't want to raise kids. Like they just want to raise like servants or little mini me's of mini versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. It's like pictures with babies. Yeah. The, they get hella likes. Yeah. The, the idea of like, if you, and I've had this conversation before, maybe on Twitter, on the podcast, but the idea of having a child is probably one of the most selfish things a, a human being can do for various reasons. But for you guys that are new listening to podcasts, we usually don't start out this dark and uh, <laughs> politically charged, but it was just something's on my mind. So I'm going to uh, move to a uh, semi-less politically charged, controversial topic uh, with school shootings that is kind of tied into to abortions, right? So I, as last week on episode 111, I talked about a great podcast on Slate called Roe v. Wade that was actually, again, produced before this uh, overturning came out. <clears throat> and one of the points on the podcast, they're talking about a family that pretty much like boomed the, I guess, pro-life movement. They're like two sex ed teachers, uh, make a long story less long. Essentially, the way they got this movement really popping was showing pictures of fetuses, right? And they, they did a little, you know, pull a hot sauce on some of the pictures, did some photoshopping, making it look a little bit more grotesque than it actually was. Um, and, and statistically, like the things in the propaganda people push about, like, oh, people are aborting babies at like eight, nine months. Statistically, that's inaccurate. The, the propaganda they were pushing was not based in science, it's really rooted in their own personal religious beliefs, which, again, America is not a monolith. America is sold as a melting pot. So not everybody has the same beliefs as you. However, the pictures are the things that really push the movement. And I heard somebody else mention this as well. And I don't know how legally this could be done, but people have actually pushed for the pictures of victims of AR-15 shootings to be publicized. And I know you're like, Breeze, that is probably the, the worst thing you can do. And that's probably terrible. But apparently it works in the pro-life movement. Like once you actually have kind of a face to a seemingly quote unquote not victimless, but a faceless action or deed that changes things, right? Like people are more like, why do you think they have those videos of like the, the starving kids in Africa, right? They don't just be like, hey, feed these kids in Africa. They find the most malnourished little children they can find and, and put it in your face or same the SPCA. Like, hey, if you just had a, a, a pictureless commercial or broadcasting like, hey, feed these dogs, they're hungry versus the shivering you know, labradoodle with a chain around his neck, you know, looking like it's malnourished, that that inspires people to take action. So in the same light, again, they need to show these pictures. And I, I really think if we are serious about like stricter gun legislation that we would push to, hey, you know, maybe sign some waivers, maybe blank out some faces, but like show these people what these guns do to people. Like to a lot of people, guns are just things you see in video games and movies and like, oh, this is cool. It's fun. My, my favorite actor is a shoot 'em up, you know what I'm saying? Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger shit. But like the shit is real. Like they are weapons of destruction. They are not used for hunting. The only purpose they're used is to kill people and destroy things. And I think if people had a visual of that, I think that would definitely shift the conversation. But again, you know, America is a uh, pus pusillanimous. So that from Joe Biden. 
Yes, we are sure. How do we get a Joe Budden shout out 10 minutes in? Not even 10 minutes into the podcast. Because anybody listening to the podcast will know where I got that word from. I ain't never heard nobody be like, yeah, I got that word from Joe Budden. <laughs> not, not in real life. Okay, real anybody life. listening to the podcast knows he has a pusillanimous drop on there. I don't want to be, you know, stealing. So I want to give credit where credit's due. The dick writing is crazy right now. <laughs> Christ. All, the, all I'm saying is like, I don't, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this and, and see shivering dogs and and mangy cats like cut the shit off man like god damn we get it the dogs and cats are hungry i understand i don't need this underneath that thank you i mean you could use those ar-15s to go ahead and put them out of their misery i'm just saying like imagine here imagine hearing this song and seeing a bunch of dead kids that got shot at the school like that's crazy but i get it it would work i think it would work Lord, we're we're about to get canceled. <laughs> Ten minutes into the podcast. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, listen, you know, I may run for office for some shit later on in life. I'm just gonna be quiet on this subject because what the hell? <laughs> I am. Uh, go ahead. Drop what the, the fuck? The for 17 cents a day, you can disband the NRA, nigga. Like, what the fuck is going on? The views of Marcus Sniffles do not reflect. The views of its triples, the views of South Free Sub No Six do not represent the views of its triples. There we go. We got disclaimers out there. Yes. Uh, you run for, uh, you know, governor, mayor in like 10 years, 50 years, and hopefully, uh, you know, you not, can. This is not resurface. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, to be fair, I feel like that should matter. Like, Trump literally said he could, like, shoot somebody. In broad daylight, oh, it's fair it game now. That the GOP has weaponized Twitter to be like a thing now. So, well, I, I, I personally, I don't know. I'm thinking if I was like the parent of one of these kids, I'd be in like I'd be so upset if somebody used my kid's photo as like the face of gun reform. I mean, I kind of, I don't want to say I see both. I can see because I mean, this isn't a new tactic. Like Mamie Till had an open. Uh, casket for Emmett Till when he passed away. Well, not when he, when he was killed. Let me not say passed away. Like he died of natural causes. He died of someone being hateful. Yeah, he was um, murdered. Yeah, he was murdered. Um, so like I, I understand this is not a new tactic, and I understand that like people being confronted with like the ills of society can work. I also just worry about the parents and like the left behind uh, folks of these kids and stuff, like how they are able, like they're already grieving a child, but then like they have to like grieve a child with like the constant reminder of their deceased nine-year-old plastered across TV. I don't know. I mean, so what, what was that? Connecticut, Newtown, Connecticut. Um, Mm -hmm. They essentially did. I mean, the parents themselves, some parents themselves, basically put their their kids as the face to kind of combat gun control, and niggas just turned the the cheek. So yeah, that's the scary part. Like you would do all yeah. like like what we add, like adding a soundtrack. Will that really work? Yeah, let's just be like, ah, sorry. I mean, that song is powerful. I know them dogs are getting fed out there. <laughs> them dogs is eating. If dogs money like that, they won't be hungry no more on TV. So they gotta hear the song first. Side note, if you bring a dog on an airplane or bring a dog to a hotel, you're a terrible human being. Oh. Those are yeah. my takes. Nah, no. 
Absolutely not. Why are you, why are you I, under, animal I understand, but I just think, like, no, I just had a bad flight with a dog, so I'm definitely team. Why the fuck is your dog on the flight? Why is he not under this motherfucker? Um, but I do, I do understand how dogs play like a role in people's lives. So, like, eh, the hotel, I, mm, I don't know. Fam, okay, all right. So I, I'm at a hotel right now, off the grid right now. I'm on the run. For my gambling debts, um, motherfuck. The these people had these thoughts, right? Whatever, it's all good. My thing is, why are you bringing your dogs to the hotel, and then like not taking your dogs with you when you go places, so they can just bark for hours, hours on end for no reason? And then there's other dogs in the hotel on that floor. So when these dogs start barking, guess what? All the other dogs want to bark too and start howling and making all kinds of noise. Like, <laughs> why are y'all here? Take your fucking dogs with you. Please, unacceptable. But that's my my mini rant. But yeah, I'm anti dog. Marcus Breeze is anti everything. We just like, lost all of our white listenership. I'm sorry, guys. We for anybody talking like everybody just tapping in. Breeze hates everything. He hates black media. Wow. Uh, he now hates dogs. Um, he'll say something else he hates before we're done here. You know what? I also remember there was a day where he hated Cardi B. So. So sure. I guess we can smoothly segue into her Ooh, brand new yeah, single. I did that. Brand, her, her brand new hot spicy single that I do not know the title of. Hot I'm sure shit. one of my yes, there we go. Hot shit. Shout out to Nelly. Um, this <laughs> featured one little Dirk and one Kanye West. So we had a, a discussion in the group chat today. Actually, when that when the song dropped, I listened to it initially, and my initial thoughts were something to the effect that. This song did not need either of those verses. And I saw today the homie Tribbles echoed my sentiment saying like, yo, like those verses were kind of unnecessary. And my thing is, I get it. Like, you know, she got the bag in her back. You just throw those two names on there and it's going to do numbers off the strength of that. But for an artist like Little Dirk, who is thrown in our faces continuously and raps all the time, like literally every song. Yeah. And then Kanye West, who's a legend in the game for those two to drop verses on there for them kind of to be like eh like why are you here type vibes that's that's kind of not a good thing for like music listenership like it's good for the music industry because again you see the numbers you see the people it's going to do numbers but like if you're getting like if, if you see like back in the day you're going to feature from like one of the top artists in the game you expect some like fire shit and this this was not that you know what I'm saying? So to me, I said their verses were forgettable. Cardi's verse to me was par for the course. It sounded like they tried to use the uh, kind of like the up formula a little bit in some ways. But yeah, it's, it's it was it, it is what it was. So um, for me, I I agree. Like I don't I don't I think you said everything. For me, like I enjoyed Cardi's verse. Um, I enjoyed the 15 second snippet she had put out. Like it was like a 15 second snippet and I listened to it. And I'm like pausing after each like little line. I'm like, no, she really, who, you know, cause we have to air quote. Allegedly she doesn't write a lot of her raps or whatever. I believe she writes a lot of her shit, but whoever was involved in it, I think they really had a great direction for Cardi. I think my issue is we have to stop these artists from like sending the verses emails or whatever, like, they have to be inside of a studio together. I think if you get 
Cardi B, Lil Durk, and Kanye together at one time making this song. It sounds different, one. Um, and I think it I think it will be the song that they kind of prepped it up to be. But you can clearly tell, like, you heard this verse, he went and wrote something, she sent it back. Like, it, I don't know, it just really feels like three, three random verses on this decent ass production. I, I, can, I can tell you what happens because I, I watched all the uh, interviews that Cardi's been doing. So this this song, she said she's had this song for mm-hmm. three years. You can hear this. It like, sounds like little it. Dirk I mean, is referencing like 2020. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, not, not Dirk's first. I'm saying Cardi's the, the song itself, like just Cardi's part, is three years old. Like she says she wrote this around the same time she did WAP. So like if you listen to this and you know, listen to that, you can kind of hear the similarities into it. So she said after she did the song, and she kept like every interview she did. I don't know why I watched so many interviews that she did, but every know. interview she did, and they asked her about the song, she was like this beat is a masculine beat and only <clears throat> only another male rapper can rap on this on this song because she was like there's something missing i need someone else on this and the way she described the beat it was like okay only a man can rap on this beat so she said she sent it to dirk and she said less than like 12 hours later he sent something back which tells me that he already had this verse written and he just kind of made it sound a little bit more familiar to the beat. Like, he didn't sit down and write a verse in three hours and send it back. He probably already had a verse kind of somewhat written, which kind of goes to Triples' point where these three verses don't all sound like they were for this song. It just sound like, sounds like Dirk just has a plethora of verses just out there that, she can, that he can just send out. And she said Kanye took him a, a few weeks to do his because he was going through the whole public thing with Kim or whatever. But, like... The song is straight, but the features, <clears throat> the features are kind of par for the course right now. And it's it's ironic because during the multiple interviews I watched Cardi do, she was like, "Yeah, I'm just there's no real uh, there's not enough male rappers." She was like, "We're not really hearing a lot of new voices," and she was like, "Everybody is using the same male rappers. You know, it's time to hear somebody new." So it's like I hear that. But then you put out a single featuring Lil Durk, who's on literally everybody's album, and Kanye West, one of the most legendary rappers of all time. Like, you're not doing anything new here. So what are you talking about? Please stop calling Lil Durk music industry. Like, he, you know, I feel like he's budgeted his money, right? He can lay low for a season, give somebody else a shot. Like, you could have you swapped out Lil, Lil Durk's verse with a little baby verse, and that song's still the same. It's still the same song. It's still the same vibe. Nothing changes. Like, and that, and it, that goes to my whole thing. Like, call somebody else for these features. Like, God damn, are we gonna call like put 21, 21 Savage, Lil Baby, Lil Dirt? We're gonna call the same people for every feature. I, I would have been mad at twenty one. So shout out to Leon three DG in the chat. Shout out to King Quest who said I need to start hanging out with Calvin Ridley. I should address your 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 tweets at me earlier about the Falcons, but I'm gonna say that for later. But yeah, overall, eh, the song was it is what it is. I, I think it'll come and go. They might try to push push it, but nah, it's not nothing. I, I found myself running back to. So there's a video coming for us. This this song is here to stay. It's gonna be. It's gonna go up for a little bit. So let me hope hey, the programming works. 
well not for me because I pick what I want to listen to. So let me ask let me ask Tribbles a question. I, and I've said this, I kind of feel like the old person saying this again, uh, or saying this in general, but like in the year of our Lord 2022, like why are artists still making music videos? That still kind of confuses me a little bit. Um, Seems like a waste of money, in my opinion. I mean, you know what? Like, we don't, we don't do the whole like 106 and part countdowns or anything. Like, you're waiting to see what's the number one video of the week or anything like that. It's just kind of like a music video will come out and you may or may not hear about it or see about it or see it. Like, but when- see, so number numbers wise, like it plays into your streaming numbers via YouTube, and YouTube is still to this day a free service. You know, it's not like title. It's not like Apple Music, <clears throat> like. It's literally free 99. You got to deal with some ads, but you can then watch it. So, I mean, a lot of people, because you see a lot of artists will put out a lyrics video and throw it on YouTube. Like it's yeah, a it's video true. because it, 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 so, I mean, one, it's streaming. Two, people still do watch music videos through those channels. And those that have those premium cable channels like MTV Jams and I think B, BT Her or, you know, like, there are channels, but I also agree with you. Like, I don't think, like, you look at, like, an MTV or a VH1 or a BET, like, there's no designated channel where it's like, okay, for this extended period of time or this hour block, I can go watch the latest music videos. Like, I think we need to bring that back. I think a lot of people underestimate music videos, and a lot of people are visual. Like, sometimes music becomes good to people once they can see a visual. So I think it's very important, especially in this era when it comes to like essentially programming, because you look at videos now and it's just brand marketing, a lot of it. <laughs> like if you, if you go to Cardi's YouTube page, she has the lyrics video. She has the radio friendly version video, lyrics video. And then she has the instrumentals video. That's this. nasty one. They he's scraping the barrel for them so, pennies, boy. That's crazy. So I don't, you gotta I don't, eat. You gotta. Yeah, eat so I, I think if you're go, if you if you're just gonna use YouTube to to like eat off of, like if you want to really monetize what you're doing off of YouTube, I'm not sure if this is possible to actually do. But I would release the song, say like on a Tuesday, like what Beyonce did, release a song, but it's only on YouTube with the video so you can only listen to it on youtube so they run those numbers up and then friday you drop the actual song on streaming platforms that way because if you drop the song on dreaming on streaming platforms the same day as youtube you're probably gonna watch the video one time and then you're just gonna go straight to apple music and listen to it there but if you put it on youtube and this is the only place you can listen to the song then you get your streams up that, that that's what i would do if i want to make my youtube videos worth anything i can't remember who said it i really wish i could but the way that they made it sound in regards to music on youtube and like artist visuals on youtube it doesn't sound like they make a ton of money off that if any it sounds like a lot of it goes back to the label um oh yeah pennies pennies. so we're gonna make a very strange hard pivot but i'm gonna make it make sense (laughs) And this wasn't on the docket, so just bear with me. Uh, okay. The the horny Lord Lowski sent me a... He tweeted out a, a tweet of this lady. Well, this dude posted a tweet of this lady about this woman named Karina Kopft. Kopft some white woman that'd be wearing, like, 
G-strings and stuff. But apparently, she be making like millions of dollars on OnlyFans. And I know that Lowski had a extremely hot take he wanted to give off. Maybe he'll put it in the chat. But it's crazy that she's making all this money. She's, I mean, I guess you could say she's a, uh, I guess some people could categorize her as an attractive woman, right? She, she got the angle. She looks like she got a little bit of surgery, but, you know, we're not shaming her, right? However, to think that she's making that much money with whatever this mayonnaise madness is, allegedly, I didn't see it because I'm a, a wholesome God-fearing Christian brother, but the words on the street was that Megan the Stallion dropped a little uh, a little dance video that I feel like if this uh, this woman, this white woman could make millions of dollars a month, I feel like that Megan the Stallion could break the bank on OnlyFans. Do any of my un- unsaved brethren or sister know what uh, clip that was floating around? Are we aware? Am I the only one that heard about this? Wait, are we talking about Megan the Stallion's clip? Yes. yes, allegedly. I don't I don't participate in those activities, but yes, did, did we all see that video? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't so, are you under a rock? He's seen was, that video. <laughs> my head was my head was in the Bible, so I I did I you know the streets yeah, well, were talking about it. That but. that mean that mean he bookmarked it. Go ahead. Okay. Right. That's definitely in the same this in your history. Let me see your phone. So um <laughs> Like I said, I have my Bible study schedule on there, but I'm just saying, like, how do we, like, so we're talking about making money through various means, and I'm not saying like Mega Stallion, I do not explicit, but like the way that like corny Twitter was going up over that video, like I feel like she could collect the bag, like the the Cash Me Outside girl was making the bank on on OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? You know the difference between Megan and them two other young ladies? Yes, I do. I'm sorry. Yep. Okay. Case case closed. <laughs> case <Yeah>. closed. <laughs> I'm but, um, but shout out to Bad Baby. She actually followed me on Twitter. So hey. I don't want to slander Bad Baby. On the oh, no. We, I was I'm slander for that young lady. She's doing what she got to do. I'm just saying, oh. niggas do a lot of like, I would never let no white woman touch me on Twitter. And they are subscribed to that young lady. Look, the main ones with the only fans. It hurts $20 a month for nothing. So. <laughs> Yo, did you y'all saw that tweet about that uh that white man or that black dude and that white woman's DMs talking about I want to? Oh feel. wow, the milky oh, white skin. I like the your, milky your white milky skin against mine. You <laughs> that was bro, that, that's regurgitation. I read that and wanted to throw the fuck up. <laughs> did you see his sex toys? The the spread oh, sex toys. That yeah, man had an arsenal. Like sex toy. It was some that I was like, what is this even for? <laughs> At at that point, this nigga has to be uh, popping gas station pills before he fucking bitches. He needs to go to jail. (laughs) Hey, they need to send to the feds. Like, get him out of here. He He had to delete his Twitter. Like, yeah, it's no way. It's no way you can stay through that. This nigga has a rubber glove on his bed. (laughs) For what? What is that for? Uh, There's no way, as a woman, that you would go to. A man's house and use whatever sex toys he had available. You're not doing that. You bring, you use your own, like because you know he didn't clean it. He did not clean it. Like somebody else's comb. Like ew. (laughs) That is flagrant. So flagrant. I'm glad he's out of there. I'm glad he's off Twitter because we can't have that kind of behavior going around. Them be the ones though, because he spent that whole day acting like, "Ooh, y'all let white women touch y'all." Could never be me. 
he in, he in this white woman's DMs begging. <laughs> oh my god, Twitter. When my baby's born, nigga. Ah, another smooth transition. So I know that there were some some issues. Well, there were some. I guess there are some issues in the R and B world right now with uh, R and B cats not being able to sing. So we had the whole Ray J incident, which again, uh, Tribbles has joined me as a semi loyal listener of the Joe Button podcast, and she heard that phone call, which was hilarious. It was sad, y'all. Like she was funny. He was like, Bree- no. Breeze is an evil man. It was so sad. Like, I feel so bad for Ray J. Like, he have you guys been like watching his like um Instagram? He's doing vocal co- coaching with his dad. He's like, he keeps uh putting in the caption, I'm gonna make you proud, Brandy. Brandy was so disappointed. Like, I just feel bad for Ray J. I really hope he gets his redemption and his this stage where he can really give us one wish when he really, you know. In, in in the tone that he really thought he was he was delivering it, uh, what last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was. Why do we Why do we feel bad for Ray J? I feel like that was a win for Ray J. So this is why I feel bad for Ray J, because he really wanted to be better. Like, he really, <laughs> yes, yes. I know he sounded crazy like that until later. <laughs> he even made a remark during the verse, which is like, "I heard that last note beat. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get that right next time." This man wanted to be better, and was, he is embarrassed. <laughs> and the rest of them don't have no shame. They had shame. Did you see the video of, of him and Bobby V trying to harmonize? No. I, there's a moment before them trying to harmonize where he invites his friend Maggie on the live. <laughs> Bobby V says, what color is that on your toes? She goes, Black fungus. <laughs> I've been I've been walking around like regularly regularly saying to my baby's boy, to my baby's boy. I say it all the time. Like I, I love that now. That's, that's my shit now. Yo, if this were the if, if this were the ringtone era, he'd he'd have been killing it. Oh, like that'd have been, oh, wow. that'd, have been, that'd have been my ringtone for no reason. That's what that is. You are here to my baby's phone. To my baby's phone. That's just Ray J, though. He's able to take something that's like should genuinely be embarrassing and make it funny. Then he goes to BT Awards and eats a cup of noodles, you know, in the third row. Then (laughs) gets on IG Live, eats two cup of noodles while trying to harmonize with Bobby Valentino over shoddy Wi Fi. Like, (laughs) I love Ray J so much. So they also is, are making a. They're making a group. It's a RSVP. Keep it. So at the BT World, <laughs> uh, apparently Gibby was having some some troubles, and I've seen some people caping for him. They're saying like, "Hey, man, it's audio issues. Like, there's a uh, delay. So if it was messed up, you know, that's like, what I like. I'm just saying he maybe he was hearing himself. It wasn't. He couldn't. I don't know. They're saying there's a lot of issues. Oh, well, he should have just. Oh, go ahead. One dude did like a breakdown and was like he was singing in the wrong key. He was singing in the key for the songs after that. But to that I say, if you were singing, nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean you were singing in the wrong key? <laughs> Does he not know the song? Does he not? It's his song. Just sing the song. It don't matter. Like I see people all the time like sing live and they take that thing out of their ear and they can still sing because they know what the song is. 
and they can sing. Like, you don't know what key the song is in for the song that you sing? Why are you in, why are you in that key for this song when, when you sing this song, you don't sing it in any other key? The keys is right there. You know the keys. What are you doing? You embarrassed me. You embarrassed me in front of in front of my family, in front of Mar- Mariah Carey, in front of Diddy. You embarrassed me like this after I picked you. I picked you for my song of the week last week, and this is what you do, Giveon. From now on, that little s- stupid thing above the E in your name, that's gone. You're Giveon from now on. You're gi- no, you're just give. You're a give until further notice. Until you can show me that you can actually sing live, you're in the category with Sir for me, because no. No, no, no. I will <laughs> now, not have home drinking elderberry. I'm tired of these RB singers getting in public, embarrassing people. Learn to sing or just stay in the studio. Do what the dream does. He doesn't sing live, he's a studio singer. He knows his place. Come on. He did once, it wasn't good. Exactly. He knows his strengths. Give, give, give. <laughs> So I think that like singers can have a bad day. Like every single singer, they don't sound like they sound on the CDs and shit like every single day. No. My issue was like no. he immediately got off the stage and blamed BT. Like I would I would have had more respect if he was just been like, yo, it just was a fucked up day. You know? But I'm not shit, that. I don't know. I don't know why autotune is needed on a mic if you can sing allegedly. Like because that was the issue. They were saying, like, oh, the auto-tune was set to a different something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not giving professional singers that pass. I'm not saying, like, if you're having a bad day, like, if you're sick, you got the, you've got got a cold, a sore throat, then don't go out there. I get it. But people paid money to go out there and watch you perform. Advertisers paid money to advertise their show during your performance no, there, there. As a professional singer, there is no excuse for you to get on stage and publicly embarrass yourself, embarrass your family, embarrass your friends, and embarrass me. Don't do that. You're a singer. This is your only job. Like we said the same thing last week about the verses. People paid to go to that verses. People paid to see those guys sing. We didn't pay for you to watch you guys get hammered and not be able to perform. Do your job. That's the only thing you're supposed to do is sing. I like if if you're telling me if you go see Bruno Mars or SZA or anybody live, you pay your hard-earned money to go see them perform live. You drive to the venue, get parking, buy food, hire a babysitter, whatever it is that you got to do, and then you get there and they sound like ass, and they're just like, "Hey, dog, just had a bad day." You're cool with that? Because I'm not. I'm not cool with that. I just put my money back in my pocket. That happened to me with Trey Songs. I never see Trey Songs. Well, technically, I went. He was on a Jay Z tour, random pairing, but I knew then. Hey, never spend my money ever again to see Trey Songs live. It's like you live and you learn, kind of. I'm not doing. That. I'm gonna be pissed. Well, okay, but you're upset about it, though, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Was, it was. It was really disappointing to find out Trey didn't sound like he sounded on the CD. Very disappointing. I, 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 I would be highly. And I, maybe I've, I've been I've been lucky. Like there hasn't been a time where I've been to anybody's show and they sounded like shit. I haven't had well outside of Sir, but he was an opening act, so I'll give him a pass for that. Well, uh, it's terrible. 
I'm, I'm I, and side note, I have yet to listen to his album because I saw him live and he was ass. I was like, there's no way I listen to this guy. No, I can't do it. So, with all the bad singing, one person who does not sound like shit and sounds like the person on his album is Usher. Did you guys check out his Tiny Desk performance on NPR on YouTube? Yes. Usher is on a roll right now. That boy good. Usher kind of Usher won the verses and didn't even show up. Like people were talking about, like, yeah, don't put Usher in the verses. Like he's too good to be out here. Like people are are wanting him to go up against like Chris Brown or whoever. And they're just like, nah, Usher, Usher is that guy. And that time desk performance kind of shows you that. Yeah. I think it's really disrespectful to try to pair Usher against Chris Brown. And I know all the what is it, Team Breezy? You guys are probably going to be in my mentions, and that's fine because I can just turn the internet off. I'm not 16. Um, but <clears throat> like Chris Brown is good for what Chris Brown is good for, which is a good pop dance beat. Maybe he sing raps over the track, and you know, he hit a few runs. Shout out to this Christmas. But to pair him up against Usher the Raymond, um, who is well into his 40s at this point and still sounds so good, so so good. I think not look. No, he doesn't. If he ever, I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> this is a family podcast. Jesus. Yeah, never mind. Um, but yeah, I think it's entirely disrespectful to Chris Brown and to Usher to be like, yes, let's push these two people who weren't a part of the same singing generation and who one who is uh, obviously miles ahead of the other one. Let me embarrass my favorite singer on the internet by making him go against the legend that is Usher Raymond. I think Usher's had, like, maybe it's because Usher has had a few uh, albums that quote-unquote flopped lately, so maybe people are kind of forgetting mm-hmm. what and who he was. But, like, Usher's still that dude. Like, he gets on a song. Like, have y'all heard that City Girl song that they put out? Crack. No. Crack. That's that song is so good. That's it is so fucking good. It's a cheat code, though, but it's so fucking good. That's his song. Like, he owns that song. Like, yeah. that... I don't know how the City Girls are able to put that on their album. If I'm, well, I guess Usher don't need it, but that's an Usher song to me. Like City Girls are on there for like two minutes. Yeah, that's a great song. I mean, this would be a rollout, a good rollout tactic for whatever he's got coming down the pipe. I think they said he extended his uh, residency in Vegas, so I'm definitely gonna go. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth every single penny I went on the first leg. It is worth every single penny even the intermission like don't even go to the bathroom like just sit just stay make sure i'm pamper gang that day just wet myself during now, the why show. did you say that out loud why did you say that <laughs> oh and also catch you some usher books i got i got two usher books oh, you got um, usher books all right for that's, sure that's for up. sure damn well i can just edit it out because i have those type of rights um but anywho Pretend I didn't say that. Um, but yeah, that it was definitely I didn't finish shit. I got to superstar, but like that that's how it should be done. Like I could I could see how a artist could get a little bit flustered and maybe lose track of things in a large setting like that, like with Giveon. Like the tiny desk is like the perfect situation, man. It's very it's very tight. Everybody's close together, it's a small group of people, you don't need a lot of big speakers, and everybody can kind of be on the same wavelength and all that stuff. So I think that's kind of, you know, how how concerts should be done. Like, I, I know they try to milk every penny out of it, but you're going to get, like, I feel like the best, you know, product. Smaller when it's a little bit more intimate. Yeah. 
Smaller yeah. venues are usually the way. It, 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 I think it provides a better show outside of like the big stadiums and stuff. Like I would, yeah. I know she, I know she'll never do it, but I would love to see Beyonce do something a little bit more smaller, more intimate show, and outside of the you know the grand stuff that she's known for doing. Yeah. So again, a perfect transition. Speed of Beyonce, there was a little bit of a. Uh... There's a little bit of, uh, I guess you call hate in our group chat about Beyonce's oh, what? Cover of her. Oh, so nice. Okay. That's Let's talk you... about it. Let's hey, talk man, about it. God. So uh, she posted the cover album. It's her writing a translucent steed. Um, The first thing that came to my brain was that, you know, cocaine price is about to be up. She riding that white horse. So, you know, shout out to the dope heads, the drug dealers out there. <laughs> But a lot of people, to include some people in our group chat, thought that that looked very cheap and tacky. The floor is yours. And don't try to keep yourself on mute and look around. That's a lie. Um, I want to go out and say that I like it. Um, I does to me. Does it give like album cover? Like, is it a nice picture of Beyonce for sure? Yes. Does it give album cover to me? I don't know. That could kind of be debated, but I also have not heard the music. Um, if I'm relating that to Breaking My Soul, no, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into in regards to the album cover, but it's fucking Beyonce. Nigga, like, who doesn't like Beyonce? I don't know, Marcus. Who doesn't like Beyonce's album cover? Is that her, Is this confirmed? Like, this is... The album cover, or is this just a picture that you posted? Now, so that's that's to be debated because if you are a part of the Beehive and you bought one of those boxes, there's four poses. It's going to be four poses. I don't know if this is one of the four poses, if this is the official artwork. Um, but yeah, they're they're going to be four produced poses. Um, well, let's let's go back. Let's let's. I think we should have a discussion about like album covers not really mattering in the streaming era because you're not really buying like a physical copy so you're not really ever going to really look at whatever See, album cover wait sure. but it's beyonce's i, I understand i understand she's giving that, a col- it's a collection we get in a collectional box though like it's a box set she's putting a lot into the actual album artwork yeah. pre- oh, presentation I, I can i can i can see that like she beyonce looks Fantastic, and not even, not even. She doesn't look fantastic for a mother of three. She doesn't look fantastic for a woman that's almost forty. She looks fantastic. Period. Like that's one of the best looking women of all time. I'm just saying, for me personally, I mean, like, do you know what the Lemonade album cover looks like? Does anybody remember what it looks like? What is it? What is it? It's her. Isn't it her is it? The fur? It's her in the fur with some braids. Yeah, it's the braids. Braid see, that's a, but see, that's my point. Like, we don't really know for sure what it is. So it's like, how important is it? Oh, album yeah, cover? Right. it's the fur with the braids. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, I I'm like what it see, is. It's, it's not important enough to discuss how people may or may not have felt about that picture if it is. Oh, oh so you're trying to get off the hook for what you said when you said okay. it. Was- wait, 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 wait. Like, so, so like, you could just go out there, like remember what Drake did with the pregnant emoji babies? Like it was the album still did what it did. Like the future album, future's last album. Does anybody know what that album cover is? I don't. 
You know, like who cares? Wait, the, this recent one he just put out? Yeah. Oh, it's him sleeping. Yeah. Him sleeping in the car with yeah, I'm like, yeah. come on. That was well, you ever gonna address what you said about it looking cheap? Like, whoa, what? You said oh. cheap. Like you said, cheap. you said the, the the wife of a billionaire got some something cheap. What happens? That's what? I, I wait. First off, what I said, what I said in the chat was what I just said. I said Beyonce looks amazing sitting on that horse. Like I wish. My face was that horse, so she could sit on like respectfully to Jay Z. Like okay. she looks fantastic. That's there's nothing. Said. There's nothing negative you can say about the way Beyonce looks as a like. Okay, let's let's discuss this. Let's talk about this real quick. Uh-huh. You know how they have like these sculptures of like you know women from way back in the day, from like the night, from like the you know BC era or whatever. And it's always like these, you know, bland looking, average looking white women. Like, when are we, we going to start replacing those with the way that black women look? You know what I'm saying? Like, with the curves and the features and all that stuff. Like, I feel like at some point they need to replace some of these statues with like a woman like Beyonce. Now, obviously, at night, like, every woman can't look like that, but let's talk about that. Like, top five female, you know, black woman bodies all the time. Beyonce's on that list, right? We can agree with that. Okay. What, where'd you get into? Because this is what you said. But that photo looked cheap and or cheesy. I could see a city girl doing that same photo shoot. She's better than that. Wow. Way to, to shame the fucking city girls. Like and what that... did should do to you? Exactly. First off, let me, let me take a shot real quick. Mm-hmm. First, first off, I'm not 100% sure that that's not photoshopped and that uh, someone else didn't say that. I know that I said that Beyonce, Queen B, the Mount Rushmore of artists of my, my time and of a generation is, uh, looks great on that horse. Uh, are we are we still listening to Break My Soul? How do we feel about that song as of right now? So it's been a week. We've okay. had some time to live with that. How, how are we feeling about that now? I, I, I listen. I listened to it three times today. I was going to say I'm. Feel, I feel like that little boy who was like getting his life to Break My Soul. Like that's how I I still feel about Break My Soul. It's a great song. I I think I think it's gonna work. I think this can this can the album work. is gonna be great. I just I feel it. I feel it. I feel like this is, I took me some time. We already know Beyonce is like low-key a perfectionist anyway, right? But I really feel like she took some time to like, like give the girls what they want. You know, the like the real, I feel like this is going to be a real Beyonce, like a ri- like original Beyonce, right? Like it's gonna sound because I think it, it said it was gonna be like a futurism, like disco sounding style music, right? Like that's I think that's like the theme she's going for. But I really feel like it's going to still give us like dangerously in love, like be that like elements of everything that we really really enjoy about Beyonce. Because I feel like these last few projects were really like centered around a theme, like very themed oriented, but like 
like like for an example, like how Marcus said last week, Lemonade. It's not many other many songs on there that you're really like bopping to, like you were with B Day, right? So I really feel like we get back to dance, eight count, full out, like let's have a good time, Beyonce. So I'm excited, and I'm taking out for it. I already put it on my calendar. So yeah, I'm excited for a um a dance album. I don't know if many artists. Well, I don't want to say many artists because there are tons of artists who I haven't tapped into. Who I'm not super familiar with their work, so I don't want to discredit any artists who are doing it. But as far as like mainstream artists who are putting out like really good dance albums and things that feel good, um, and like kind of usher in a space for people to connect, um, even though we are in hell, um, <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'm excited for some music to get up and dance. I'm excited for whatever visuals come out of this. I'm excited for whatever like this looks like translated to a stage. Um, and I'm always excited when an artist, um, who is like always dedicated to the craft and always dedicated to putting out the best work possible. I'm always excited when that artist takes some time away, lives their life, um, you know, and comes back and drops a body of work. So I'm excited to hear whatever this is Beyonce has given us. So I think we have, I think three weeks, three weeks until the album actually comes out, right? Yep. July 29th. Do we do we think we're getting another single or a or a music video before this album comes out? For sure, we're definitely getting a music video. I doubt. I, like I feel like when we get the second single, the second single literally will be like hand delivered the Friday the album drops, right? Like, but I don't think it'll be like an official rollout, like second official second single i feel like that second single is going to come after the album is released but i will say um if you are intending to go to a concert i really believe that following friday if not that following tuesday a tour will be announced so and little birdies she usually she is most likely going to start in the uk first so we'll have a little time to get our outfits and shit together, but the coins will definitely be needed um, early August. So, yes. Do you plan on going to a concert since you thought that this photo looks so cheap, Marcus? Or is Yeah, that- I would love to hear that. I, just, I didn't... I did not say... Well, just to go back to what uh, Tribbles was saying as far as like artists not making dance music, Especially in the uh, the female uh, arena, like Victoria, like I mentioned her last last week, Victoria Monet, she's she kind of is doing that a little bit. She's kind of slowed down a lot as far as like putting out music. I guess she's you know living life and doing that, which is cool. But you know, it would be nice if more artists would put out more fun. Like, what happened to making fun music? Like Lizzo's making fun music. I like her song. It's a fun song. It's a song you can. Plus, it got a it got the uh, little bit of the disco elements to it, which I'm I'm uh, a fan of. Which is, you know, I, I, I'm not like I don't like the cheesy disco music. I like the the disco music that niggas was making, like what Michael Jackson did. Like I like that kind of disco. And that kind of is in that vein. So, like, let's let's kind of let's let's go that way. Let's get back to having fun with music. Like I, I know Cardi B's been saying it a lot as far as like. She doesn't feel like artists are making uh, like strip club music, club music, fun music. It's just a lot of, you know, popping pills and lean and 
kind of more downtrodden music. And she feels like she's the one to bring this like hype strip club music. And it's like, okay, well, everybody doesn't, doesn't go to the strip club, but everybody likes to put on music at the barbecues and all that and the kickbacks and dance a little bit. So there, there, there's definitely a lane for this. And I, I feel like there should be more artists doing this music besides Silk Sonic. Like Silk Sonic is killing that. The weekend is killing that. I, I would assume Chris Brown is Chris Brown. Do, I haven't listened to the album, so I don't know. Is Chris Brown doing that? Is he making like dance music or is he done pop lock and, and just pop and rock? So I'm still prepping for season one of Chris Brown's album, so I haven't gotten there. I don't know. I have the wherewithal to sit through 87 songs right now. I heard, but I heard the album is, I really have heard like great things about the album. I just go look at the track listing and I'm just like, so I've only heard track 12, which is show it featuring blast. Um, That was a good time, but I've also heard like little snippets of a lot of ballads. So I don't know if he has a lot of up tempo on this album, but nevertheless, it's a good album. I just have not taken the time to put my ears on it because the track list intimidates me. 24 songs. 24 oh, songs. Oh, and the deluxe is coming because it's going to be a total of like 33 or like 35. How is there a deluxe? What didn't you put on here? What do yes, you mean? How is there a deluxe? Chris Brown has routinely made 58 albums. <laughs> albums. Like, of course, there's probably a triple deluxe or something like that. It's probably hell not a time. triple deluxe. <laughs> yeah. Does he have like a couple baby mamas? What's going on here? I feel like he only has two that he claims. Jesus. Well, he no, he has no, he has three kids, right? Two girls, and then the little boy that looks like Macaulay Culkin. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, go go look at a picture of Macaulay Culkin, and then go look at a picture of Chris Brown's son. Like Macaulay Culkin now, or like Home Alone? No, 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 Home Alone, like throwback. Not, not today. Not today. That's rude. That would have been rude. Not today. <laughs> wait, wait. Did you guys know that Macaulay Culkin is married to Brenda Song? I only found that out recently, and it still was confusing. <laughs> like, where was they to be? Where the fuck was they at? <laughs> like, I just there, there are certain couple who I want to be like a fly on the wall of their conversations. What, what is Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin talking about on a like on a regular basis? What are these? And they got a kid. They have a kid together. So like, what? You know, speaking of OnlyFans, like, what the fuck if Brenda Songs and Macaulay Culkin had OnlyFans and we we watch that? Like, what the fuck does that look like? I might give them a little fifteen dollars. I just gotta know what go on. There's a couple people whose OnlyFans I would pay for just to see like how how does this happen? Like, I, I want to hear some of them. What? Give me one. Give me one couple. Jay Z and Beyonce. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, but do I have to look at Jay Z? Jay Z said he had a curve in his dick. On oh, okay. Wait, I wanted what? to see it. I wanted to see. I wanted to see it since then. And uh, Nas's baby mama says it's huge too. So yeah, I would definitely pay for that. Okay. Wow, this this yeah. podcast went. I disappeared for like two minutes, and we're talking about curved meats. Megan Thee Stallion and whatever man. Oh, she party! Yeah. Don't just take parties in fine time. No, because that nigga, I don't know what that nigga does, but that is a man, like all caps, M A N. Yeah. Like, Bruh. Looks like, it looks like he's like 6'5, 220. 
Like, I need to see what's going on there. I would, I would put that one on auto pay. Megan and party. That can, that's an auto pay. Auto draft out there only. I've seen the way she, he carried up them stairs. I need, I need to see what that looks like. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to throw this one out there. LeBron and Savannah. I'd probably pay for that, too. I mean, that. why not just ask for LeBron and Beyonce? Why are you doing this? Like, I've. Okay. Or the other white women. You said LeBron and yes, Jules. What? What? Uh, no, reason, the reason I said uh, Beyonce and Jay Z, like, I've seen the way Jay Z, like, acts physically as far as, like, I've seen him, like, dribble a basketball and ride a bike and dive into a pool. He's, like, the most awkward, like, person physically so i need to know what he is like with a woman like beyonce like it it oh i don't know i need to see it like how does this work this podcast is. i'm sorry i've been i'm on my third or fourth shot i don't know what's going on anymore the docket is just jesus christ all right i'm i'm i need to see saweetie with like whoever she chooses i just need to know that her butt moves and i need (laughs) i need to know because if it doesn't that's disturbing Wow. We don't, don't have to play even... for Kim Kardashian, so. Well, no, right, Jay? You know, I guess not. If you're St. West, then obviously it, it just shows up in your Roblox ad. <laughs> Shout out to Roblox. I don't even know how to how to transition. Did we talk about 444 at all? Is this where this came from? No. Um, no. But speaking Remember, of Jay-Z. Yeah. Actually, Remember when they posted that like uh, photo shoot cover, like Jay Z's nipples were exposed? I was like, bro, like, what are you doing, dog? Like, get your life together. I'm pretty sure we had a podcast episode. I'm pretty sure there's a we podcast did. cover of that. Yeah, of that. Uh, magazine I was cover. on it. I remember. Yes. You feel, you feel like Jay Z? You feel like Jay Z been throwing dick like the last couple of years? Because I, I can't see it. Nigga, I absolutely. I can't see it, like slinging. Slanging meat right now on Beyonce. Like I just don't. Yeah, go go Google. What's, what's her name? <laughs> Google Carmen Bryant. I think that's her last name. Oh Whatever God. Nas's baby mama is, and she talks about the sexual differences between Nas and Jay Z. Is there a video? I'll, let me go. I'll, let me do some research. So we've yeah. hit the fifth year anniversary of four forty four. I ran the album back this week. And I listened to it today. It's a me too. Me too. It's a good album. I don't know. Still talking about garbage, bro. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh my. Uh. So yeah. Yeah. It's a. I don't know where he ranks it, but. I don't know. I think I, I think I liked it more initially when it came out, but I mean I've listened to a lot of music since then. So, but I guess kind of what are your, what are your takes on how it aged five years since this is one of the few mm-hmm. times we get to you know let something breathe and say hey it's been out for enough time uh, to, to uh, deem it what it is or what it could be or what it should be or where it properly should have been rated. Um. So like, I listened to it today before the pod because I was like I want to have a fresh take on it 
And it's crazy because I definitely enjoyed the album when it came out. Like I literally, Facebook reminded me of my cringy posts and shit where I talked about it. So I knew initially I really fucked with the album, but I think going to therapy, like I'll never forget he did the Rap Radar interview with Elliot Wilson and B-Dot. And he was talking about Kill Jay-Z and how it was kind of like a therapy song. And like that was kind of what he had to do in therapy or whatever the case may be. So I always had my ears like trained to listen to Kill Jay-Z from a like going to therapy lens. But like taking in this album today, he, I really think it was the most introspective like Hove album we'll ever get. Like some of the stories that were told, some of the things that were confirmed, like for an example, it was always rumblings that his mother was a lesbian, but like to have that confirmed, to know like, to pretty much stamp that, that whole elevator shit was real. Like you listen to some of those lyrics and some of those takes that he's making on those, on that album, like it's no way that shit is fake. Like, yeah, they could have trumped some of it up or maybe, you know, fluff some of it up to sell a little bit more but like at the root of it like some some real shit happened and they went through something and this was an outcome of it so I think listening to it today like five years later like it resonates a little bit more with me than it did before like I thought it was good for other reasons and kind of the, the elevated themes of like ownership and shit like that. Like I saw it for that face value of what it was, but I think like now just being on my own therapy, like the therapy journey, I've been in therapy for three years. So like some of those topics, I didn't even understand, like they kind of went over my head years ago because I didn't even understand like what the process of being in therapy and revealing things and killing things and like, forgiving people and like letting go of things. And I think he did a lot of that in this album. So it personally for me has moved up in like my whole rank, which changes daily. Um, but I definitely think this album will still have like this impact years and years down the line, especially for those who are looking to heal a lot of the shit that they've been through in life. Quick question. You think 444 is more personal than the black album? Absolutely. That was quick. It's interesting, though, being that this came out five years ago and that uh, arguably to some that the album of the year this year possibly could be another therapy themed album with Mr. Morale, the big steppers. I think it should. Uh, so I, I listened to it today. Uh, I think in 2022, if he drops um songs like the story of oj right now i think there's a lot of eye rolling going on with some of the stuff that he's rapping about like just just and it's not because the songs are bad or anything like that it's just kind of some of the things that he's saying as far as like oh well you know uh i bought a painting that was a million dollars and that was worth two million dollars and uh i didn't buy a housing project for $5 million in this nice, in this, you know, neighborhood. And now it's worth $20 million. Like, I don't think people today in 2022 with the way gas prices are, lack of baby formula, women's rights being taken away, like all that stuff. Nobody wants to hear financial advice from a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? Like there are some things on this album that right now I don't think play that well. Uh, I still, I still really enjoy this album. I think it's still really great. 
Um, it's up there as far as uh, him being personal. I would also like to uh, bring to the table uh, me and Hey Ocho were having a conversation on Twitter about uh, 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 black art and stuff like that. And uh, as far as like talking about cultural things that happen in the black community and like, you know, he was, you know, doing his Kendrick thing as far as like, oh, Kendrick dropping about Black and Berry, whatever. And uh, I was like, well, you know, I, I was I was trolling a little bit, but we got to going back and forth on Drake's blackface uh, incident that he had. And he brought up what Jay-Z did with the visuals for uh, the story of OJ and how Jay-Z was doing blackface, too. And we didn't have the same Bruh. reaction. Sorry, we didn't have the same I'm reaction. Not him yet. Like, <laughs> or at least you him. Like, I'm sure you're a great guy, but like that, that's not even close to apples to apples comparison. It's it was funny to me just going through that that conversation where he was saying either either all of it is wrong, or no, he was saying either all of it is corny or it's all art. And I I was just explaining, I was like, yo, there's visuals for the story of OJ when you accompany the lyrics to it are on a different level compared to what Drake did with his blackface pictures for a clothing line or whatever it is that he was doing. So that was the kind of the conversation that we were having about that. So it was kind of that. that I mean, that's what he does. Like, I, I get it. Like, he's he's going to take as many shots at Kendrick, no matter what it takes. You know, he's got to he's got to do that. He's got to stand by his man. So I, I respect it. I respect the stand. I'm like, do what you got to do. That's a level of standing I I cannot comprehend. If I'm if I ever listeners, Twitter people, IG people, if you ever catch me standing like that, where it's just like nonsensical, please pack me up, please for the love of God, put me out of my misery. Yeah, I feel like uh, like the beginning and the end of four forty four was more uh, Jay Z. Well, no, I can't say that. No. Well. I listened to it and I was like, Jay-Z's really talking to shit on this album. Like there was a lot of songs and a lot of verses that he had where he was really just like spitting and being like, yo, I'm still that nigga. Like, I don't care what y'all say. I don't care what's going on between me and Beyonce. Like I'm still that nigga as far as a lyricist and a rapper. But he did show another side uh, to himself that, you know, like Jay-Z 10 years ago or 15 years ago, he wasn't able to do this like blueprint Jay Z couldn't do this. Like you could, you could maybe make the argument that uh, reasonable doubt Jay Z was a better rapper, or blueprint Jay Z was a better rapper. But the Jay Z that made four forty four had different life experiences and was a father and a husband, possibly you know going through divorce and issues with his sister in law and his mother, you know coming out of the closet. Like there was a lot of things that 444 Jay-Z was going through that all those other Jay-Z's didn't have to deal with. So, like, <clears throat> this is why I feel like we should be more accepting to older rappers because you you can you can rap about this stuff now. Like, 25, <clears throat> 25-year-old Jay-Z can't rap about... He can't do the story of OJ or Smile or Legacy or Marcy Me like because he hasn't experienced that stuff. He hasn't lived long enough to really talk about these things. So like Jay-Z's just kind of showing that like you can you can grow old in rap. You know what I'm saying? Like there who's that rapper? What's his name? Like Rakim? 
Rakim is two years older than Jay-Z. And if I told you Rakim was dropping an album, you're like, really? That old-ass nigga? Like, nobody wants to hear from him. He's irrelevant. But he's two years older than Jay-Z. He's not that old. It's just it's different skill levels. He's on a different level. What you going to do when um, Rakim want to fight you? I didn't say I'm okay. Like, come on. I'm, I'm just going to tell him I've been drinking. That's what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him I've been drinking. I don't remember what I said. I didn't say this. This is not me. Not my right mind. If you and if you say I've been drinking, I've been drinking it. He says, "All right, now sing Drunk in Love." Or I'm gonna beat your ass. Are you gonna sing Drunk in Love? All right, all right, all right. Love with me, all right. Let's go ahead and get him out of here. He sounded kind of good. That was kind of cute. He's a little flat. We're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> not Ray J. <laughs> yeah, man. You need to get you a, a coach. Get on the lives with uh, Bobby V and the boys. I just want to say, Rocket's last album came out in 2010. Like, no one ain't trying to hear this, dude. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Like, your career's over. Sorry. Wowzers. Um, yeah. So, uh, shout out to Jay Z for uh, bringing crypto to the hood, which is kind of crazy, though, because, Whoa. like, wow. <laughs> in theory, read that? Huh? Did you read the article? No. They interviewed a bunch of people from like that area where he did that. Marcy, yes. Yeah, niggas was like, no, we don't want this shit, dog. Like, we're not saying <laughs> yeah, congratulations that's, for defrauding the hood crypto. Not even real. That's yeah, what I was that's, like, yeah. That's what I'm talking about with this 444 where people are just like, dog, don't tell me to buy a million dollar painting. I can't pay my rent. Like, what the fuck? You want to spend my money on crypto? What is crypto? Crypto's not real. It's a <laughs> What is this? If you put a hundred dollars into crypto instead of buying them J's, my brother, you can flip a hundred dollars into a hundred million dollars, and that's generational wealth. Yeah, but don't try to pull it out your wallet because you need to keep it in there for a long time because it will be worth exactly seventeen dollars and forty six cents. Yeah, I'm like the the I don't know. I'm not saying crypto is not a real thing. I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna hear this and come like the Jehovah's Witness. In my mentions talking about it, but it's like I think Rick Ross made a video. It's like, yo, show me the physical dollars. Like, show me, like, like for an example, let's say you got, hey, I got 10k in this wallet, blah blah blah. Okay, let me physically see the ten thousand dollars. Like, go pull it out. You can put it back in there in two or three days, how long it takes the process, but physically let me see that you really can get ten thousand dollars or hell, go remove five thousand dollars from it right like let me physically see money comes back from it I, I just think a lot of people pump this crypto shit and they don't really know about it like they don't know so I don't know I, I was not a fan of that particular initiative from Jay-Z I, I'm a Jay-Z stan I am um, one of Jehovah's witness witnesses but I don't agree with everything I think that was kind of tacky though I feel like I feel like a better push should have been real estate, but it's also impossible to buy any property in New York if you're not like a zillionaire. So it is what it is. If you owe me twenty dollars and you give me twenty dollars in crypto, I'm not taking it and I'm gonna fight you because that's disrespectful. You owe me twenty dollars, not twenty fucking crypto or whatever the fuck that shit is. Give me my money, not this fake shit. I can tell you right now, my my uh, crypto account is looking like. Yes. 
What if I give you a twenty dollar uh, NFT, which is like even faker? Because you can just—I never understood NFTs. Like you could just right click, and it's mine now. <laughs> Paid six hundred thousand dollars for that. Took me thirty-two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did. I did have a. I had a revelation listening to 444. You know, Jay-Z is the king of double and triple entendres, right? So I was listening to Bam featuring uh, Damien Jr. Gone Marley, and and I I realized that Jay-Z is deeper than rap. And he had a verse that said, uh, I'll Bobby Smurder, anybody you heard of. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, he'll literally make you disappear. Like, Bobby Smurder's career post-prison. So I was like, damn, that was deep, bro. Like, he really went there. So shout out to shout out to Hove. I didn't catch that bar the first time I listened to it. So listen, Bobby is living <laughs> life. Okay. <laughs> he, you know, life was life was hard in prison. He is just out being free. I, I'll make sure I insert the, the boo audio for my joke that didn't go over. You know, it is I try, <laughs> I tried. It's to be fair that you know that's how I interpret it now because he he'll make you disappear like his career that all the people on Twitter lied about and said that we would support Bobby Smurda when he got free and uh, doesn't seem like that happened because people on the internet be lying. So, Of course. Yeah. And speaking of people lying on the internet and music, I posted that video or whatever snippet that Sierra put out and I'm like, hmm, I'm curious how this is going to fly in a couple weeks. I ain't heard shit about that song. But let well, Twitter let Twitter tell her like, oh, Sierra was the one, and she's such a great artist, and we love her. Blah blah. Nah, blah, Sierra blah, blah, was blah, lit. Blah, blah. Nah, 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 we not gonna do that. Sierra was lit. Um, but one, I think like because I'm so used to it now, like you have to kind of promote your song the week of. So like Friday when I woke up, I immediately went to listen to Cardi B. I immediately followed that up with the Usher and City Girls, and then I'm like searching title, like where the fuck is the Sierra song? I go to her page, it doesn't come out until July 8th. So I'm just like. Shit, you had me on hype like this was coming on Friday, and here we are. So I I don't know. Like, clearly it's gonna be a TikTok song. Um TikTok moves kind of fast to project your song out that early, though. You say what? I said TikTok moves kind of fast to put to I guess put your song out that early as like the trends and dances are kind of they kind of rapidly change. Like that's something's gotta be like you said, done right now you know what i'm saying yeah i don't i don't know it could be well let me say this i don't really have high expectations in regards to like numbers and like how she produced like how it looks the, the optics look right because i feel like with artists like sierra or like a don richard from danity kane like they they genuinely do have very strong like fan bases regardless of what history may say like Sierra like I follow legit Sierra stands that can tell you about everything that she has going on so I don't necessarily think expect like with especially with her like we should look at her career as like a fucking failure because like she can't chart on billboard like everybody else I didn't say a failure I just said people are notorious on the internet for making these statements and then when it's time to put the rubber to the road, it's just like, oh yeah, double nickel, you know. But you know, hopefully she has success. I mean, she won in life anyway, so why why should we why should we care? But um, anywho, 
fast forwarding to kind of the, the point of this episode. And I, I want to format this a little bit different, just to be a little bit different, make it a little bit more tough. You have to make a little bit more, uh, you know, harder decisions. But I kind of want to get you guys this top four, not five albums of the year as of now. Who wants to go first? I'm pulling up my list now, so I just if you I mean, I I only really had because let me just start by saying this: like music, music is just not good. Like it's some good <laughs> shit that I, like I'm gonna name I'm gonna name some albums. And it, this has to be final. Just give just like give me. Just give but me. I just want to I just want to lead with like the music has not really been good. Like. Compared to, we've been seeing those like this album turns fifteen, this album turns twenty five. Like in in twenty five years, we're gonna be looking back at some of these fucking albums. Like why the fuck? Why do we waste time? Like why do we even waste time investing in these artists? So I just want to rant really quick and just say the music is not really that fucking good. But I do have uh, four favorite albums of the year. Um, I well, I really only have two, and I'm gonna give you my other two. Well, I have three or four, maybe. So definitely Kendrick. Um, I am kind. I've actually start playing that album more, like as it's progressed. Um, two, before you go, blast. Knew that was coming. Um, Hit Boy and Dreezy. I don't know if that's like an album or we gonna call it like an EP or what a mixtape, whatever the case may be. But that. I play that a lot. So that's my three. I got to find like which one is going to be my four. But yeah. Interesting. Um, I already know what one of Rev's is. So let's let's see what you got. And I ain't even going to lie to you. Like to Tribble's point, it's, a lot of this music just hasn't been fun to listen to. Um, and I'm not breaking my neck to listen to none of these artists. Uh, but definitely Ramona Park break, Broke My Heart has probably been the album that I've returned to the most at the halfway mark of the year. Um, also, happy birthday, Ben Staples. It seems apt to put both of those in the same conversation. Um, but Ramona Park broke my heart. Alex Isley had an album this year called Marigold, which was really good. Um, I'd probably say Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And the only other album that I even like attempted to listen to was 777 by Lotto. So I'll throw her in there. That's a good album. Wow. I was going to, you know, I was going to think she was going to be my honorable mention, but I think I'm going to go ahead and stand for her as my four. That way it's balanced. Two girls, two guys. Um, yeah. Because Lotto's album was, Lotto's album was slept on. Yeah, I think it's like, pretty good. Everything that I listen to, I really enjoy. I don't know why. I think I may have just been listening to it in the car and my trip came to an end. Um, so, yeah. I still think someone was trying to get Lotto, man. Cause I, I remember when the album first came out, like that <clears throat> that Friday, when you went to the new music section, uh, her album wasn't there. You had to type in her full name to get to the album. So I still think something fishy was going on at that point. Like I don't know, because that doesn't happen. That never happens for anybody, but it happened at that point. But I guess, uh, uh, I'll give my uh, top four. Uh, number four, uh, Vince Staples' "Remote Park Broke My Heart." Number three, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Number two, Denzel Curry, Know My Eyes, See Your Future. And number one, Earth Gang, Ghetto Gods. Top four. A lot of those in my top ten, though. I have, a, I have like a running list right now. I have a top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 
albums. Top I haven't even listened to 12 albums. In I was years. literally about to say, I find it incredible that you have <laughs> 10 <laughs> albums that you enjoy. I have, I have a lot of them. Oh, so let's see. No, no, that's that's not an albums I've listened to this year. Really? Twenty five, yeah. Like just rap albums or just in general? No, rap albums. That's nasty. What twenty five rappers have released? That's that commitment. <laughs> that is. I checked out that. Uh, is, does that Bino Rideau count as rap? Yes, I love Bino. That's my. Yeah, boy. I checked that out. That's, that's pretty good. And I've said this in the podcast numerous times. New artists, if you want me to check out your music, make it less than forty minutes. If it's like thirty something minutes, I'm listening to it. I'm gonna give it a run. Thirty minutes ain't nothing. Um. Next so what I do is I listen to. Uh, I, I make like a playlist for every year, <clears throat> and I put. Whatever album I listen to, I put the best song from that album on a playlist. Uh, so far, I have 94 songs. So I've listened to 94 albums this year. This is all like rap, R&B, and everything else all, all at once. So that's that's kind of cheating a little bit. But yeah, I I, now I, I can see how you get to uh, 24 uh, albums. Yeah, it's just rap. Can I do my can I do my top twelve since since can right I here? can I ask a random question? Did anybody listen to Donda too? It's not on streaming services. Okay. Wait, did Donda come out this year? Is that twenty? It did, but you gotta have a John. The I, Donda wow. two came out this year. Yeah, Don, I, Donda was yes. I mean, yesterday was last year, right? Oh wow, that's crazy. Well, I'm I'm gonna cheat with my four before you do your twelve, because I still count this album as a twenty twenty two album because it came out so late. I have no, no, no. I've been saying that since day it came out in December. It's still in your top four. Wait, what album is this? Yeah. Wow. There's not too many better albums. I haven't ran it recently, but there's not too many better albums than Magic Nas. There's way more. There's definitely four more better than that. It's again, this is a rotating list. I'm just giving you like from what I've thought about in no particular order. I go Magic. Ramona Park broke my heart, obviously. Mr. Round of Big Steppers. And uh, that might be it. <laughs> I haven't ran back that Pusha T recently. Ah, I got to re listen. There's, there's so much music that comes out. Like, I need to condense this list. I'm sure I could squeeze out a third one, but I'm just going to go with those three for right now. I don't even have a legit four. Yeah, I haven't actually. Like, I'm looking at my list. I haven't updated this list in a while because I didn't have Pusha T on there, but he is on, he's, he's on there now. I forgot about that. Yeah, and, and I do think, uh, and Marcus had a good, good, or I think, no, I'm sorry, tri- triples or I'm tripping. One of y'all said this, but I do think when having conversations about top top albums, I think it should be, um, I guess, a bit of an, uh, how does this analogy make sense? Um, kind of like an affirmative action thing. Like, I, I think you should, I feel like for people that like us to talk about music, I, I think we should include women artists <clears throat> sorry just to kind of put that out there just so that we're being supportive and kind of honest with ourselves as, as consumers and supporters um i had a, a chat with a dude the other day that said if he got my car and i was playing megan the stallion he'd be like upset or looking at me crazy i'm like bro you don't like you don't like good music you don't like women you don't like women to rap about sex oh you know 
I can't relate to that. I'm like, can you relate to the drug dealer rappers? I hate that statement, man. I hate oh, it, so it. It got it got even worse. And I was like, okay, so like, what what women artists you listen to? Oh, or women rappers? Like, oh, you know, I like Lauren Hill and, and Missy Elliott and Nicki Minaj. I'm like, bro, you just said you don't like quote unquote twerking, ass shaking music. You just mentioned Nicki Minaj. So like, what are you talking about? And whatever, who has very sexual music and always has. Damn, that too. I was like, I'm like, so yeah. So he, he, whatever. And then he also was like, "Yo, was Rihanna a rapper?" I'm like, no. What the? This Please. conversation is it, it, it gets even worse. So, damn, I'm exposing. I hope this person doesn't listen. Whoever, when when the people that I tell listen to this and you hear this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But he also said that like. Nobody his age like listens to Jada Kiss and knows about Jada Kiss. I'm like, I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, well, nah, I know about. He's like, oh, I know. He's like 22, 23, 24. Okay, I agree. No, no, I don't because every other time you try to tell young cats, they don't know nothing about that. They're like, oh, I listen to this. I downloaded it. I can stream it. Like, there's if you're into music, you have the ability to be up on game and know the history, right? So he's like, oh, yeah, I know Jada Kiss, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, I waited a minute. And I was like, yo. Or he was, like, trying to say he knew stuff about music. I was like, yo, name the members of the locks. He couldn't name one member. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> I was like, bro, all right, bro, I'm out, dog. Like, but you know Jada Kiss, though. All right. I don't do that. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no reason for a 22 year old to know who Jada Kiss is. Or to listen to his music, like why? Why would you? If you're born you? in 1999, why are you listening I'm to Jay? Okay, hey, I'm just saying it makes sense. Okay, if KJ told you he didn't listen to Jada Kiss, you'd be surprised. No, that's, but I, 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 I KJ is a cool kid, though. He, he yeah. has he okay. has like, inviting I'm ears. Like, he has inviting I'm ears. Going, he has going, going, how can you tell you listen to Misty Elliott and not listen to Jada Kiss? Like it's not like they're from like around the same time period, and you can't. And that's how, and that's where you have to pick and choose. So you talk about certain things with regards to anything, whether it be sports, music, food, anything. The, after they say the first crazy thing, I'm like, all right, bro, I already know what it is, dog. Like, let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about the movies, because this is a conversation that you're not qualified to have. So, but, but I don't, I don't like that argument about age, like. There's a lot of music, and, and particularly black people. Black people always are like, oh, yeah, I listen to the oldies or, you know, my uncle listened to this. Like, that's not an excuse, especially if you listen, if you claim to listen to music. You listen to Rakim? I I probably will. I have listened to Rakim. You just have to taste out your mouth. <laughs> okay. You, you listen to, to KRS-One? Look, it's, it's probably on the list. You know what I have on the list right now, actually? Like, and, and you know me, I'll go through a discography just to say I did it and just to get some context. Like, but E40. Yeah, I've listened to every E40. I, I have a favorite E40 album, so I <laughs> don't disrespect Earl Stevens. Yeah. Period. You know, the catalog is on my list now just because I, I couldn't I didn't have any context on the era they were in. Uh and it's it's gonna it's gonna hurt my soul because they got more than one album apparently, but uh The Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. That's that's on the list. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I, do it. Okay, 
I never listened to Will Smith's album. I don't care. <laughs> like that's an old ass album. I'm not going back and listening to that. It, watch provides, it provides context. You got to sure know what's going on. I'm not, I'm not like I listened to Rockin's debut album, and I was like, yeah, this ain't gonna work for me, dog. Like this ain't it. Oh, like, this man. Is okay, and for the record, I just text KJ. Do you listen to Jada Kiss? His response: Not an avid listener, but heard a couple of songs. Like. That seems about right, but I'm not expecting someone that's in their tw- early 20s to be like, yeah, I know about Jada Kiss. <laughs> I got my Tims on doing pull-ups on 8th and whatever, Park Avenue. Like, whatever. Like, there's a certain there's certain things that people listen to based on their age. Like, that matters. Your age matters. Like, there's people right he now. He just said he listened to Lauren Hill and Missy Elliott. Stop. Right. I don't want to hear. Well, then, shut the, that's Lauren, my thing. Lauren, Lauren Hill had one thing. album from '98. That's what I'm saying. Well, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear you talk. Only say, niggas only mention Lauren Hill when they want to discredit female rappers that rap about sex. That's all. That's the only time they're like, "Oh yeah, was Lauren Hill." Get the fuck. She wouldn't even that's, rap it on an album. That's my point. If you don't know what you're talking about, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk to you. That's my point. You know what I'm saying? Because again, you just said you know about Jada Kiss, but that's you couldn't crazy. name a member of the locks. That's 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 where I, I was like, all right, bro. Okay, yeah. so that dude was just like just trying to he was just capping. He'd right? be talking just to talk. Like oh, okay. That was like all right, but, but either way, even if you'd have just been like, Yeah, I don't listen to Jada Kiss, like I would I would understand. It's understandable for someone in their 20s to be like, Yeah, I don't listen to Jada Kiss, I don't listen to Rock Kim, I don't listen to KRS one. Not if you're understandable. I feel like it's not if you're like into music like that. Like if you're trying to understand where music has came from and where it's at, you have to have the context. Because like a lot of the songs nowadays, especially with like Jay Z, Jay Z will reference bars from other rappers or other artists way back in the day. And if you don't have that context, it doesn't hit the same. That's what I'm saying. If you're into music, then yeah, you need to go back. Yeah, it, it, it matters. It matters in terms of like samples and like. You know, like like you said, Jay Z has no. Rap. It matters in bars too. Yes. Well, yeah, I was I was gonna say that like Jay Z has used a lot of uh, bars from like Eminem and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, and Ice Cube, like a lot Victoria of rap. B-I-G. Yeah, Jay Z has used a lot of bars from people, but like if you want to understand everything about that, yeah, you can go back and listen to it. But like, I'm not I'm not expecting. Like if I go to someone that's 16, 17, we're, we're having two different conversations. I don't either, but I'm saying if you're into music, then you yeah, I you're, do you're arguing if from a casual, jump, a casual if, fan. If you're jumping into the, the, the conversations that we be having, then yeah, you, you need to be okay, okay. have you gone through KRS One's discography? I haven't yet, but I've gone through other older artists that were out when I was like a small child. So like that's not that's not an excuse. That's not a valid argument. But I feel like, okay, if you go to someone that's in their mid to late 40s, early 50s, they're going to tell you that, like, KRS-One is one of the most important rap artists of all time. I'm I'm, I'm listening to this. The fact that you haven't listened to him means that I'm not saying that I'm saying this. I'm saying that people their age will say that, like, hey, you don't really you're not really into music if you don't listen to KRS-One. And that's kind of the same thing I would say if I talk to someone and they're just like, like, uh, what's that dude's name? Young Thug. He was like, yeah, I don't listen to RD2000. I don't know nothing about RD2000 because he's a young dude. Even though he lived in Atlanta, he's still a young guy and he doesn't listen to quote-unquote old music. But he's still, he's a rapper making rap music, but he don't listen to RD2000? Like, it, but that's uh, the I, know, I, know, 
I know Rev can speak to this. Uh, Vince Staples, he didn't grow up listening to a lot of old rappers, and he's a rapper. Like they, their young kids don't really go back because there's so much stuff happening now. They might reference it, but they're not going back and doing their research on this stuff. People are doing that. But the conversation, like, so what? What Breeze is saying is like, if you are saying, "Hey, I'm into music. I'm about music." You, yes, you are supposed to go back. You should know the old niggas. Have I listened to KR S One's discography? Absolutely not. Have I heard a couple of songs? Yes. How far back you gotta go? Hip hop is not even that fucking old. We 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 actually. You saying that like we telling niggas to go back three, four hundred years and go listen to some Mozart to figure out the b- first beat pattern that they use. Like we talking about going to 72, 74, some shit. Like if I'm 16, on. if I'm 16 and you but put a on 16 year, but but you're arguing again, a 16-year-old is a casual listener to me. And if you are into music at 16, you are going back. Are you immediately going to KRS One? No, because guess what? A lot of artists are not sampling KRS music one's music today. So, for an example, I'm trying to think who has been sampled recently. Like an Easy E, for example. If you are listening to Megan The Stallion and you listen to Girls in the Hood and you like, oh, what was what the fuck was this? And then you say, mm, I'm into music. I want to know where that came from. Let me go back. But if I'm a casual fucking 16 year old. I'm just going to turn up to the motherfucker and go find the next song. So we're so, arguing two different points. Like a, 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 a casual 16-year-old, hey, I just uploaded my, my uh, updated my Apple Music and I'm just playing this random playlist. It's not the same 16-year-old that is fucking studying music theory or some shit and understands the complexity between a, a bar and a cadence and switching flows and shit. Like those are two different 16-year-olds. So no, a 16-year-old that doesn't necessarily care to go in depth about music, they're not going back. I don't expect for them to go back. But if, you, if we're, but if we're using Breeze's example of this individual, this person is saying, "Hey, I'm listening to artists from the '90s and the in the early 2000s." Jada Kiss was a, a, a like a, a, a staple, especially coming out of the Northeast, but a staple nevertheless in hip hop. So how do you know those two? And again, you don't know. Uh, like I know I'm not saying I personally don't feel like the person should know every single album that Jada Kiss came out with, but you can't say that you don't know three or four songs similar to something what KJ said, right? Like I don't know his discography, but if I if I if you played the staple Jada Kiss songs, I will be able to say, oh, that's Jada Kiss. So even to to refute his his Vince Staples point, like Vince Staples was listening to the Snoop Dogg and DJ Quick. And perfect example with his song and his album called DJ Quick. I went through and listened to DJ Quick's almost his entire discography. I made it through most of it. And that provided some context to some of his music. I'm like, oh, okay, this is where he got this sample. Where's DJ Quick from? Like huh? Where's DJ Quick from? LA. What? He's from LA. Where's Snoop Dogg from? LA. Long Beach. I mean, that's, and that's the thing that Vince Sable says. He listened to, he listened. He said he listened to growing up, he mostly listened to West Coast rappers and 50 Cent. Like, that's what he grew up on. Like, that's his hip-hop history. That's where, like, all his knowledge well, of rap but, came but to, but to be fair, he didn't want to be a rapper. So that's 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 kind of an outlier anyhow. But and I want to I want to correct myself. So DJ Quick is from Compton. I don't want to. Well, he's from California. He's from yeah, California. West Coast rapper. Like, I, I get it. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I'm never going to, like, whatever I do talk, 
about music with people of a certain age because it's happened before where I was in I was in like a random Twitter spaces and they were talking about like top five, top ten. Oh yeah, I, I remember that day. Yeah, so it was like some dude was on there talking about yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm putting Rock Hill and KRS One and MC Light in my top five, and I'm like, bro, how old are you? And he was like, 55. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I get why you have, I get why you have this type of reverence for old ass rappers like that. For me, I'm not putting them niggas in my top five. I'm gonna put like Jay Z, Nas, Eminem, Outkast, and them in my top five, top ten. But someone that is KJ's age, they're gonna put someone like Kendrick, Drake. J. Cole, Wale in their top fives because they're younger and they've grown up longer with those rappers. So age does matter. Like I feel like we're doing the same rappers in that top five as well. So you said what? I feel we're doing the same top five as well. I don't think that's who's doing the same top. You think you're doing? You you think your top five is the same as someone that's twenty one? Absolutely. Outside of if them adding little little dark and poop. Yeah, I was like little pump and stuff like that. <laughs> probably seen, seen the slander Jay-Z gets on the timeline. Are you serious? I can't take those people seriously. That's what I'm saying. I would never talk to those it's people. It's not even about being serious. It's just like what you grew up on. Like for some people, Jay-Z's music is dated. 444 came out five years ago. If someone is 21, 444 came out when they were 16. You think a sixteen-year-old is listening to four forty-four? Like, yeah, that shit's fired. This shit, this shit goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, that wasn't. It wasn't made for a sixteen. I, exactly. I not that, but that's what I'm saying. The age matters. Their age matters. Eight Hundred Eight and Heartbreaks didn't do anything for me when I first heard it. When I got older, it hit differently because I experienced some heartbreak, and that was. But you're also favorite. not a casual music listener. I, I didn't Which is my experience point. Experience heartbreak to enjoy that album. I thought it was great, regardless. But I thought it was anyway. great, but it didn't hit the same. And yeah, like someone, like a sixteen-year-old, can hear four forty-four. Like this is good. It's good music. It's good rapping. But if it doesn't resonate resonate with me, why would I put Jay Z in my top five when I could put Lil Baby in my top five, who's someone that I can relate to a little bit more because he's a younger rapper. That's all I'm saying. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discredit a younger person's music opinion because they don't know the members of the locks. Like I'm not gonna do that. Like why would they know? I am. They're casual listeners. We've we've beaten this dead horse. Lock. We keep beating that horse. If you're if you're gonna talk to me about music and you don't know the members of at least one member of the locks, then we're not gonna have a conversation. But anywho, I appreciate everybody jumping on. Shout out to Rev. Shout out to Tribbles. Shout out to Lowski King Quest. Shout out to I am Adolphus, who was at a K-pop concert, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, with his sister, right? Yeah, man. Shout out to Leon 3DG. Appreciate y'all showing love in the chat. Uh, definitely follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We track the metrics, so definitely leave a comment. Follow us. It don't cost you nothing. Support Black Business. You guys got any shout outs? Shit. Um, fuck America. You know, it's 4th of July Monday, but we off work. So. Yeah, they already shooting fireworks. Yeah, I was about to say, I forgot about that. Y'all fireworks. putting on y'all um, sandals and hitting the grills today, tomorrow, this weekend? I'm gonna try. Rev, I know you, Rev, you making potato salad? Um, I, I was uh, directed to make the plates this year, so I'm going to make the plates from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Breeze and Marcus, y'all getting on the grill? Uh, not, not, nah, not this, not this week. 
I, I would probably say I probably make the the best potato salad on this chat right now. I put mine up against anybody's. Shout out to Auntie Faye. Um, song of the week. Um, Let me go to my playlist. Damn. Um, potato oh. salad is not nasty. That's somebody in your house can't cook. Oh, that's anti-black. Very anti-black. You're not talking about me. Like potato salad is lit. Um, my song of the week this week is You're Making Me High by Tony Braxton. Period. She went in the studio and was like, Everybody, clear it out. I'm really about to really just nobody's gonna be able to step in here after I leave. And she did that. So, You're Making Me High by Tony Braxton. Uh, my song of the week is going to be K Wang 2.0 by Kaya. Um, I don't know, like last week, Spirit was like, Yo, just play this song. Like, you like the song, and I have been running it in the ground ever since. So, shout out to Thug Mrs. Kaya Shimon in the K Wang 2.0. So, I watched the uh, I watched the BT Awards because I support Black uh, awards award shows. Uh, I am never drinking again on the podcast because what the fuck? Uh, I saw uh, Tim's. Tim's is like. I want Tim's to ruin my life. Like, good God. She is amazing. She looks, me, nigga. So wait she, in line. I will fight you for her. I will fight you to the death. So if you're willing to die for her, then that's that's cool. Because I am. Yeah. So black on black violence, kings and yeah, you're right. So uh <laughs> Wizkid put out a song called Essence with Tim's, and the remix won best collaboration at the BET Awards, but it was a remix featuring Justin Bieber, and I will never listen to that song because the original original song is perfect. Like, There's no reason for a song with WizKid featuring Tim's needed Justin Bieber. Like, there's no no way you can listen to that song and be like, you know what's missing? A white boy from Canada. So my song of the week is Essence by WizKid, Featuring Tim's the original song. The Tim's algor- I, I love you. I, I love you for it. The algorithm needed Justin Bieber though. So. Oh, Justin Bieber. Um, my song of the week is going to be it's a song called Run by YG, Tyga, 21 Savage, and Bia. Oh wow, you like that, that shit song? is fire. I'm over YG. I like BS. Nah, like, what? Like, <laughs> YG stand. <laughs> like, I love me some YG. Like, Kenan, oh, YG Kenan has failed. Kenan has failed me. Like, I just. Uh, YG slander. No, no. Like no YG. YG. Look, YG, YG is having a mid off with singles for me right This is KPSC Ave. Oh my God. Wow. That's crazy, bro. His his features have been saving his singles. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Fucking Moneybag saved the other song. What was the other song? Um, Shit. Now that I'm on the spot, can't think of the song. But what I mean, um, scared money, scared money, Moneybag yo saved that fucking shit. Bia saved this song here, like. I don't know. He's. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Maybe, no, maybe no, it's no. the commitment to the gangbanging life. I don't know. God bless. Shout out to OT, OT Genesis. Yep. Well, you guys have a, a healthy, safe weekend. Um, and uh, 
We out. Peace. Period. Never again. I'm done. Sober. Yeah, yeah, yuck. Ew, it's because you're drinking fireball like a yeah. This nigga drinking cinnamon water. This is not a safe space. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Get you some Pat Ron. God damn. Like oh, I, had, I originally had some what? rum, but we you know what? I'm not even gonna it is, uh it's July. It's Julio. You need to get that down. Julio, you know, I mean, well, I'm not putting anything.